This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there are no toothbrushes or soap. None for those children. This as said, it's episode four hundred seventy-seven. Poor kids. Was, and I brushed my teeth today. I love that you like of all the things that we're punishing them with. Right. You know, like it felt like when you were a kid, like brush your teeth and go to bed. I <laughs> felt like the punishment. And now, if yes. only they could do that, my kids would yeah. thrive in a detention center. <laughs> my kids would love it. Like they basically treat themselves like they're in a like detention, in a detention center, center at all already. times. Yeah, yeah. they're. Filthy, they won't brush their teeth. Like, you have to arm wrestle the fucking kids just to scrape the dirt off these fuckers. Like, I don't even know what we're complaining about. <laughs> what are we even complaining This is the natural state of children. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's, we shouldn't take care of them. No. Because they can't take care of themselves. That's why you don't take care of them. If they were better, they would have taken care of themselves. I think that's true. Yeah. Teach them to be two sometimes. Well, no, it'll teach him just to be eight, taking care of it, too. It's like, it's going to be a rough two. It's a rough two. <laughs> it's, it's a, a rough, rough two. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> they come out. They look, for us. <laughs> they look like they're in their 70s. <laughs> <laughs> they look like they were president for four years. Just fucking gray like they're and melting. They look like a Yoda. Like- <laughs> a woman like her deserves a fragrance all her own. A scent made just for her. Because she's beautiful. She's powerful. She's complicit. She's a woman who knows what she wants. She's Ivanka. This story is from Yahoo, uh, news.yahoo.com. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calls out Ivanka Trump's G20 summit blunder, saying being someone's daughter isn't actually a career. So this is fucking amazing. And you got to see the video. You have to see the video. Yeah. This story is nothing without the video. Stop and look at the video. Yeah, the video will be on this week's show notes and check it out. Because it's, it's, a, it's a tweet right. that, yeah. um, that a, a bunch of people tweeted out and shared. But this, this video is essentially three world leaders talking. And Ivanka trying to <laughs> butt in. And them just, them just looking at her like she's some sort of lost child. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. It's you, you've got Macron and May and Trudeau and Lagarde, and they're all oh, four having leaders. a conversation. And well, she's, I'm not going to count Trudeau. Three leaders. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're all they're standing there having a conversation, like, "Hey, I'm a major world power leader, aren't you?" And she's standing there, like, "Uh, what about? But what about? But what about?" And like they, for the first six, they don't even look at. Her. Yeah, they won't even. Look she's at talking, her. and like they don't even turn their heads. In they're like, direction. They, it's like it's like when you get approached by the person who's asking you to buy Streetwise, right? And you're just like, 
and, and you pretend that they're not there and they're like, sir, I'm right here. I have the Streetwise magazine in your face. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't carry cash on me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's what they should have said to her. Right. I don't carry cash. I'm oh, sorry. I don't uh, You I don't know, carry. we give to the organization yeah. that gives back to you. You know, if you need a bed so. tonight, <laughs> you can go down to the border. There's no soap. There's no soap or toothbrushes, but you know, You'll you can just fine. you can definitely have a bed tonight. And it's 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 not like let's just be super clear because you know May's in this group. It's not because she's a woman, right? No, nope. it's because she's fucking not supposed to be there because she's irrelevant because she adds nothing to the fucking conversation. Yeah, because she's not a political leader. Right. She's not a leader of any kind. She does not lead. She's unqualified in every way that you can conceive of the very idea of qualifications. She has none of them. What she did is she got squeezed out of the right vagina. Yeah, she's she's essentially a princess. Right. She's a princess. Yes. And, and in this country, I thought, at least my <laughs> whole life, they were like, sweetheart, they ain't no such thing as no princess. Like, that's what I thought my whole life is right. that we're like, no, they ain't no such thing as no princess. Like, we don't do that princess shit up in this pig. Well, we are doing but it now. now. we're like, no, there's a whole royal family now. They're, it's like, yeah. they got their yeah. sons and the son-in-law and all these dukes and duchesses and whatever the fuck that are part of the Trump family that get basically get government jobs to do really important shit. Shit that we, you know, like, like when you talk about talking to a country like Saudi Arabia, think about what kind of negotiation skills you would need to bring to bear the 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 sort of the the way in which you'd have to deal with the cross cultural negotiations of that? I, how the fuck does fucking Jared Kushner have that? <laughs> well, here's the thing: I would maybe be okay with it, except for the grotesque conflicts of interest. I would oh, yeah, maybe yeah. be okay with it if they were educationally prepared for it, if they had a background in their prior careers, which in some way prepared for this work, you know, like if, if she had, if she had a background in fucking foreign service, right. right. And she had a fucking master's in like Middle East studies or something. Would it be reasonable for her to be a diplomat? Yeah. Yeah. You know, all right. Yeah. If you spend your whole life working toward a goal and then like, I don't think you should be punished for being somebody's kid either. Right. But that's not what's happening here. You have somebody who is in every conceivable form and fashion by any metric, by e any rubric, grotesquely unqualified, just horrifyingly unqualified. And what I love is that the world leaders won't acknowledge her because she's not worthy of being acknowledged. Like standing there, just like the fact that you fucking got a ticket to the fucking Willy Wonka factory does not make you a chocolatier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Her whole life's a fucking golden ticket. You're absolutely <laughs> right. But you know, here's the difference between her and a, and a dignitary, right? A dignitary is accountable. A dignitary has a job that they can lose and then they're not allowed to be there anymore. Right. If they yeah. fuck up, there is some oversight. They're part of the government. So there's there's something there that is saying, you can't be here anymore if you fuck up, right? They don't have that. They don't have any of that. They're right. just they're just like magically part of the government with literal literally no oversight. They've been added to security clearances that they've been fast tracked through that they shouldn't have. Yeah. They haven't been vetted by anybody. Right. They're essentially just part of the fucking band. They're just a groupie that we just said, you know what? We, they can work the door too. <laughs> right. That's it's insane. crazy to me. It's, There's no oversight. I don't understand how people aren't like up in arms about this. But I at least love that the rest of the free world is like, we aren't talking to you because yeah. you don't deserve to yeah. be here. You're not to be taken seriously. Right. right. 
I won't take you seriously. And that's what happened here is they posted this to Twitter and, and, um, and Ocasio-Cortez basically said, look, you know, just being somebody's daughter isn't a career. Well, then she started catching a ton of shit for this, right? So now once she posts that, then everybody's got to post everything else to her. With somebody to post back to her. I want to read this tweet that came back to her. Um, this is a guy by the name of Paris Denard. He says, remind us how being a bartender qualified you to be a member of Congress, creating laws, voting on bills that impact Americans in the world. Let's not go there and start comparing your resume to Ivanka Trump's experience and resume. Oh, she also takes no salary, way to support women. And then Ocasio-Cortez responded to this guy and said, here's how I get to do that. And she, she lists the district results for her election, <laughs> which shows her getting 110,000 votes. And there's a really interesting thing that's happening with Ocasio-Cortez in, in specific. She's like Schrodinger's bootstraps, right? <laughs> she's got this weird thing going awesome. on where she's able, she's at one point in their eyes, a bootstraps person. She's right. a bartender, man. She was, a, she literally was a bartender, yeah. right? That's what she did. She, and now she's part of the government in a, in a salaried position as a, a, a house representative, right? Something, a, a very important position. She pulled herself right. up by her bootstraps, right? But at the same time, they want to discredit that by saying you're just a waitress. Right. You're right. not, you know, so, so there's this weird thing that happens with them. It's like, if you're a worker, you're just useless, yeah. right? You're just a worker. You're just a worker. Stay in your role. Stay in your position. The only way you can be important is if you happen to be Donald Trump's daughter. Right. Like that makes you more important than, say, 110,000 other people in a district believing in you that you can do a job. How many people voted for Ivanka? Yeah, Show right. me the 110,000 people. That, now, I know you can now. Right. But she didn't run against anybody else. Right. She didn't she didn't have any kind of platform she had to run against. She didn't decide in her district to run against somebody and put together something. She didn't have to do that. She just got fucking all was was fucking nepotism. It's like, come on in. Well, and how many fucking people have you seen run on their qualifications of I was a soldier? Right. As if like being a soldier somehow qualifies you for political service. Sure. Sure. In a way that bartending yeah. doesn't. And the, and the point isn't whether somebody like. Ivanka did not ask to be elected to this job, to your point. She didn't run the interview. She did not do the work. That's how you get a job. I don't care what job it is. The way that you get a job, if you want legitimacy in that job, is you run the interview. You submit your resume. You run the interview. You're chosen by those who have the power to choose. That's how AOC got elected. The interview is the fucking election process. Right, right. Ivanka just was like, Daddy, please. And she gets a fucking job. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm being an asshole. But, but like, sure. Come on. Well, now her Come brothers her on. brothers have a job too and so does right. her so does her husband. All these people, none of them were elected. I'm going to hire One the best of people. Yeah. They just all happen to come just, from my yeah, fucking right. living room. Right. Exactly. What the fuck? Well, Casio Cortez then says, "Take that classism to the trash," which I love, and she has a couple of things to say, Tom. Why don't you read some of these? She says, "As always, I'm proud of my work in restaurants. I also worked for Senator Ted Kennedy, piloted literacy projects in the South Bronx." Studied developmental ec economics in West Africa, served as an educational director, and won international science competitions before I ran for office, too. Working people that the GOP dismiss as just a waitress or cook, etc., contain multitudes and are just as capable and intelligent as anyone. Classism. Judging someone's character by their income is disappointing to see from them. 
What is so appalling to the GOP about having an honest job? It's amazing. Some of the most nuanced, intelligent, and grounded people I've ever met weren't at BU, MIT, or Harvard events when I was a student. They were the plumbers and waitresses I hung out with at happy hour who had ferocious intellectual curiosity and a lived context of the real world. In other words, Republicans who criticize my being a waitress as evidence of lacking skill can take their classism to the trash. You are insulting the capacities and potential of virtually every working person in America and the world for having experience that's earned and not bought. And that's if they even take out their own trash, which I doubt. Oh, drop Can you the, hear that mic drop? drop. The mic. You know, what's, what's crazy is, is that you could say something like that and it doesn't somehow alienate their working class voters. Like you can say some shit like this that, you know, it's not just her. It's not just one person saying this to her. This is this is the entire GOP. That's how they treat her. They talk about her like she's a waitress, right? Oh, you're just a waitress. Oh, you're just a waitress. They say it all the time. I mean, if right. you read yeah. any of the tweets, you read any of the commentary about her, you know, listen to Kellyanne Conway, listen to any of these other people. That's how they talk about her. Right. How does that not turn off the working class people of this country that vote Republican? How the I, fuck do you get that? How does yeah, that get past you? If I understood that, there would be no GOP. Right. Right? There would be no functioning GOP. If anybody could understand how a group of people can not see who they are, like, and not see the way that, like, their own interests are constantly being subverted by their identification with a group of people that they do not belong to and would not welcome them. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part that makes me, like, I, I get some of it. I do. I get some of it, but there's like, there's a part of the, like the sort of working class, right. That I don't think I will ever fully understand in that, like they are unwelcome by the power brokers on their side. They are unwelcome. They would not be allowed to attend their events or to, uh, you know, be at their social gatherings. The power broking uh, elites of the right have no interest, no interest in the people to get them elected time and time and time sure, and time sure. again. And they don't want to socialize with them. And they don't see them as the same as they are. And they are absolutely the most classist of all of them. Yeah. And yet they don't see that. They somehow identify with a group that abhors them, that ridicules and mocks and belittles and demeans them and thinks less of them as people and devalues their work and their experience and they look at them like, well, that's my guy. Right. Woo! You don't want me in your house because I'm just a dirty, coal mining <laughs> piece of shit redneck. Hee-haw! Have my vote. What's crazy to me, what's crazy to me is that they, all these people are, they, when they come to the polls, they think about it in the sense like, I would like to have a, maybe have a beer with this person, right? That's how D Dub got right. elected. But W was a fucking multimillionaire. Oh my, he's he was part of the Bush yeah, fortune. He was unbelievably wealthy. I love the idea you brought it up. Like, I love the idea that like they want to vote for somebody that they want to have a beer with without ever stopping to consider that these people would never deign to have they a never beer talk with them. To them. They never talk to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like, I have no interest in people that think I'm gross. You yeah, know what I why mean? Why would I want to hang out with that right. person? Yeah. It's like, I, I, who's, it's almost like they're like trying to chase somebody that's like above them. You yeah, know what I mean? Like right, trying right, to like, right. trying to chase a dream that they can't. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the psychology I don't is. either. I don't either. But it's, it's fucking yeah. baffling. The, now, the, the the best part about this is people have been memeing the shit out of this. Oh, this and amazing. there's a hashtag unwanted Ivanka. It's on, <laughs> on Twitter and it's fucking amazing. It's got Ivanka, a picture of Ivanka at the I have a dream speech. That's so there's, good. There's another image 
of her sitting with <laughs> sitting with uh, <laughs> Churchill, Roosevelt, and Stalin at the end of the first and world, uh, second world war. And she's got and she's got the microphone, uh. which is great. And then her <laughs> her striding onto Omaha Beach. Um, and her her throwing a football as Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. It's really great. So see if you, I'm sure there's uh, a bunch of these. People have Photoshopped her all over the place. And you know, this is the type of thing that I think everybody needs to, to talk about to bring attention to this because she shouldn't be at these functions doing this. She shouldn't be doing work. I don't care if she comes, right? But you shouldn't be there pretending that you're some sort of dignitary because you're not. Right. You're not representing me. Because well, I never, I know you never went through any process to represent me. Well, and and clearly the world's leaders don't respect it. Yeah, because they're not giving her the fucking time yeah. of day. Right, right. So you're not effective. Yeah. In fact, I'm a, I'm the president of that organization. <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. I didn't always lie. No, I, I used to tell the truth, but then one day I I told a lie and I got away with it. Yeah, told my parents I had a brother that they'd never met. <laughs> They got mad at me for not telling him sooner. <laughs> so this is fucking amazing. And I have to read parts of this. This is from the Washington Post. Um, John Roberts pulls out the thesaurus for one of Trump's nearly 11,000 lies. So this is great. I'm just going to go and read. Chief Justice John Roberts used every euphemism in the thesaurus this week to accuse the Trump administration of lying. Here's some of the things that he said. Quote, the evidence tells a story that does not match the explanation. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the sole stated reason seems to have been contrived. Oh, okay. Huh. This one I like. There was a significant mismatch between the decision and the rationale. Oh, okay. Uh, this one. The explanation is incongruent with what the record reveals. Oh, what does that mean, though? Uh, huh. Incongruent. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, furthermore, it was a distraction from the truth based on a pretextual rationale and lacked a rational connection between the facts found and the choice made. Now, what this is, is he trying to reach a word count? <laughs> like, is he getting paid by the word? Yeah, full of shit is three words, Unreal. and it's just as good. Like, he's like, it's like he's turning in his term paper, and he's like, this thing isn't four pages. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be four pages. Barr said it needs to be four, four pages. pages. Yeah. This is Chief Justice John Roberts. Like, this is not a liberal judge. Yeah. And this is in regard to the census question, in right. case you're wondering. Yeah, so, censor so, so the census, the Trump administration wanted to add a question on the census, like, are you a citizen? And if not, how soon can we deport yeah. you? And basically? if not, check this box if you're a dirty Mexican. Right. That's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and like, that's not a question the census is ever asked before, right? Citizenship has always been off. And so the Trump administration made up a host of bullshit excuses to try to get this that's weird. question huh. added to the census. And it went up to How the Supreme How sure are Court. you? How yeah. sure are you that they were bullshit? Well, I feel like Chief Justice John Roberts. Are you saying the explanation is incongruent with the record with what, what the record reveals, Tom? I am saying is that, that what you're saying? He's trying to hedge or but like the hedging here is just awkward. Yeah. You know, it's like it's this is the it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Of of Supreme Court decisions. <laughs> the decision came in five four good guys, right? right. Five four against lying, right? So yes. that the decision was against lying. The other side was pro was pro lying. Yeah. Or actually the other side was more pro, it's not my fucking job. That's what the other that, side that's was. True. That's yeah. what the other side was. If you read the article, the article really does talk into about the dissent. The dissent was basically 
we shouldn't be we, deciding yeah, this. Yeah, it's not a question. This is not courts. a question we should be deciding. Right. So it was, let's kick the can to some other department that'll clearly green light this shit. <laughs> uh, but this other, the, like Supreme Court said, five five justices said, no, we should, we should weigh in on this and we're going to weigh in on it in the sense that we're going to say you're lying, you can't do it. But you know, like when you think about some of these justices that are still in the courts and how many votes they got to become justices, I wonder, and I don't know if this is true because I'm I don't have a memory that's that long. I wonder if the court has always been this divided in the sense that this feels like he's saying no, but he's trying to make it seem like he's saying no and still protect the administration in some way. Oh, I think right? absolutely right. It, uh, that's what yeah. it comes off as. Right. Like, I don't know the operation of the guy's mind, but read the guy's words. Nobody right. says all this stuff without being a little more direct about what has happened. So, but I wonder if that's always been the case or not. And I'm not a guy who's read a bunch of historical, right. you know, so I don't know. But if you look at the way some of these ju these justices were brought in, some of them had 99 votes or full 100 votes from the Senate to come in. And they were clearly not a, you know, on the other side, but they still got let in because they knew that they would do the job to the best of their ability. Because it used to be that all you had to be was qualified. Right. Yeah. Not that you would answer the questions the way your side yeah, wants. Exactly. Right. And it's changed since then. It's changed right. dramatically. It changed when Reagan did it. Reagan was the one who someone had failed. Um, they had, he had brought in somebody and that person just failed because they were so, so biased right. that the person failed. I don't remember what the person's name was. And then that's when it started becoming the sort of, well, we're going to have our side in and we're going to have uh, control of the courts. And if we don't, you know, and it's going to bounce back and forth. But I wonder if this has always been the case, if they've tried to cover for the current administration that happens to be the same political leanings as them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. Be, I would be very unsurprised. Although, you know, I don't know, man, because like if, if this shit is accelerated, it yeah. just has that's accelerated. What I, that's why I bring yeah. it up, right? Yeah. Because it feels yeah. like, yeah. It feels like the partisanship in this country has accelerated in the last, I would say, 10 to 15 years yeah. at a rate that seems... It's exponential. Yeah, it seems like it's exponential. Yeah. It's funny because like it's it's reflected even in the moderator's questions from the debate the other night. One of the questions that they asked was, if you can only get one thing done in your term, what would it be? Yeah. And nobody answered it. Um, no, nobody well, answered well, it. Well, I don't thing. think anybody answered it with one thing. And right. one person said, I reject the premise. Yeah. I think it was Bernie, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Like, I reject the premise. But I like how telling is it that we're at a place of such political stagnation and gridlock right, and inefficiency right, right. that it's like, look, I'm going to give you four years to accomplish one single fucking thing. thing. Yep. That's the best we've got now well, is four years to get one thing done. You know, I, you can't say that about Trump because Trump did, he passed, you know, some tax, some serious tax cuts for people. And then he also filled the courts with a bunch of fucking federal judges and Supreme Court justices that are far right. right. So he, he has done a, a lot, even if he hasn't gotten a lot of legislation passed or gone through places, he certainly sure as fuck has gotten a lot done, right? Well, I think that like they get stuff done, but like the big legislative- Yeah, those we things, just, yeah, we just don't do yeah. that anymore. We just, yeah. Like there's no pull, there's no will to accomplish grand things anymore. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like you're just in deadlock. Dad, wake up, you're not a robot. You're just possessed by the devil. The power of Christ compels thee. <laughs> work and tell him he can't make it. Okay, so this one is fucking crazy. This is from Newsweek. Bishop plans to spray city with holy water from helicopter 
saying we have to get rid of the devil. Um, isn't spraying people against their will what got the Catholic Church into trouble in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the substance. I yeah, I don't know. I got to... You know, at first I was going to, because they want to throw this down to get rid of demons in this, right. uh, what was it? Is It's in Colombia. Um, the Bishop of Buena Ventura, Colombia, wants to borrow a Navy, and I think he will. Borrow, he's he's going to borrow a Navy copter to deluge the city on July 14th, the feast day of Buena Ventura's patron saint. So they're going to drop a bunch of holy water from the sky onto the city. And he says, see if we can exercise these demons that are destroying our port. And that basically what they're trying to do is he says in the article, it says it's the busiest port and it's been ravaged by paramilitary gangs who extort, kidnap, and terrorize the locals. So he wants to get rid of them by spraying them. Like, I don't even, first off, I don't understand that. But like, at first I was going to be like, I was going to make some joke about like, you know, like putting perfume on a pig or something like that, or, you know, spraying, spraying Febreze around a room. But that actually, the difference is, is like, that actually is doing something, right? right? Like if I put perfume on a pig, it's going to smell different. <laughs> if I shoot Febreze around a shitty, smelly room, it's going to smell different, at least for a little while. Now it's going to cover up the problem. It's not going to be systemic change, but it certainly will cover it up for a few moments. Right. Holy water is like, putting a copper bracelet on your carpal tunnel. Like, it ain't doing anything, man. Isn't this bringing a super soaker to a gunfight? <laughs> I guess it like, is. The Literally. bad guys have real yeah. guns. Yeah. And you're like, spritz, spritz, yeah. spritz, spritz. Does this, does this make you mad? Right. Is this, is this annoying to you? That Stop I'm, hitting I'm yourself. sprinkling water on you? And one other thing I don't understand. So, clearly... Holy water, if it's in a big area, like a bucket underneath a helicopter, can be blessed, I guess, and turned into holy yeah, water. Water, But like, if it's just, if it falls from the sky, can I just not en masse bless all the holy water and just say like, hey, it rained and I turned it all into holy water? Yeah. Like, why is it, why does it have to be like in a circle? Like, what's the properties of holy water that needs, it needs to be a still before it goes out or? Thank you. Is how does like that a, work? A certain quantity? Because otherwise yeah. you're like, all right, I'm going to stand at the ocean yeah. and I'm going to bless that fucking Yeah, thing. and then it's all just holy water. And then I'm going to go up and I'm going to take a yeah. ride and I'm going to bless all the clouds. Well, just bless all the water vapor. It's fucking, it's Columbia. It's got to be fucking a million degrees in humidity down there. All the right. humidity you'd ever need. Just be like, the water vapor in the air is blessed. You're all blessed. The yeah. end. I, you know no more gonna demons. I'm going to bless all the water in our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> You're all 80% holy water. Can't you Yeah, can't you just bless all the water on the planet at one fell swoop? What is stopping? What's the limiter on your blessing power? I love asking like just like the most basic questions around how this works. Yeah. It's just like, well, all right, no, here's the rule, okay? It's got to be in a cistern, duh, yeah. because otherwise the magic doesn't work, <laughs> idiot. You just look at like who's... There are people that think this is a good enough idea right. that they're like, borrow our Heli Navy yeah, helicopter. Our helicopter. <laughs> Why don't you, you know what we'll do? We'll fill it full of precious, precious fuel. Uh, yeah. And we'll get a fucking guy whose job it is on fucking Sunday to wake up and go to, honey, I'm going to work. I have to drive an idiot to spray magic potion on our city because the drug gangs are shooting kids. <laughs> what the fuck? I just shit the water out of the people and it's going to fix the whole problem. And there was never crime in Colombia again. <laughs> It'll be more effective if it was raining men. 
<laughs> At least well-armed men. <laughs> wow, this is garbage. This is a, from Twitter. It's tweeted from the Imam of Peace, but this is actually taken from uh, Sky TV's Viceland show. And what this is, is this is an interview between a monster and a human being. And the monster is some fuckhead in Pakistan who acid attacked the shit out of his wife. And he acid attacked her. He said, my wife wore clothes that I didn't like. So I beat her up, cut her hair, and then poured acid on her face. You would have done the same thing. And, you know, bravo to the woman reporter sitting across from this fucking violent monster. She's like, no, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't yeah. have done the same thing. Yeah. That's fucking awful. And if you watch the whole interview, you got to you gotta read it because, well, I mean, maybe you don't, but I had to read it because it's not a language I speak. Um, but, you know, his, his whole thing is like, look, you know, she embarrassed me. She embarrassed me by going out in public in the latest fashions is what he says. Yeah. And her body was revealed. And so I was ashamed. And so I had to either kill myself or kill her. And that's the part of the interview where I was like, then that solution is to kill yourself because you are a weak piece of shit. Yeah. You are too weak to be in this world if you are that afraid of women. If, you're, if your only solution is murder because you have shame. Yeah. Then the only one that you murder in this case is yourself. Yeah. You can't murder somebody else. It's fucking crazy. This fucking honor killing, yeah. like nonsense, this fucking misogynist, religious based misogyny that's reinforced by these cultures with a straight face. He's like, this wasn't the right thing to do. This is the right thing to do. I've never heard one of these guys interviewed directly before. Yeah. And he, and he doesn't. And the funny thing is, he's like, I either had to kill her or kill myself. And he doesn't do either. What he does is yeah. he spills acid on her face, beats the shit out of her. Um, basically acid, acid washes half her face, fucks her up and then divorces her. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you could have skipped all the damage to her and just divorced her. You fucking prick. You know, you're going to do it anyway, right? You were going to divorce her anyway. 10 years of you guys having conversations and her not wanting to dress as modestly as you like. That should tell you, maybe you weren't made for That's each other. That's not my girl. Right? Maybe you That's weren't meant for right. each other. You know, maybe you're, you're, you guys just couldn't connect on the level that you wanted to connect. That happens to a lot of couples, it right. turns out. <laughs> you just either A, go to fucking counseling, right. or B, just basically get Call a divorce. Night. Get a divorce, which is what you fucking did, man. Yeah. You got a fucking divorce. That's how you ended it. You're a fucking, you, like you said, you're, you're an absolute monster if that's the case. And like you said, it's religious-based misogyny. And it's not that other cultures aren't immune to misogyny and shitty, shitty stuff like this. I mean, I'm sure in the United States, some somebody could grab their wife and be pissed off that she's dressing in like, quote unquote, immodestly and beat the shit out of her and disfigure her too, right? Here's the difference. In this country, it's religiously enforced. And it's, re it's religious. It's also, it's not just enforced. It's, it's celebrated yeah, almost. Right. And they, it's and, almost required. And, yeah, and they do it. They do, This is not a, a, a once in a while occurrence. Right. This happens all the time to these people. And to be fair to, to, to Pakistan, he, he, he's covering his face because he recognizes that he broke a law. But the thing is that he broke a law, but he also did something that's socially enforced, right? Yeah. And socially reinforced. So, you know, when there is a serious conflict between what, your, your social and cultural teachings um, f sort of like require you to do and what the law allows you to do, like there's a big problem. There's a big, big problem, right? Especially when like the social requirement 
is a violent requirement. Yeah. Is is a requirement where it's like, yeah, I, like to your point, like he didn't kill her and he didn't divorce her. What he did is he made sure that the shame that he felt would become her perpetual shame. He put that on her forever. She was beautiful. He says, you know, because she asked directly. He was beautiful. He ruined that beauty because he couldn't control it. Yeah. That's where that fear comes from. The Like that, that bullshit, like misogyny around like controlling women's like access to show their own body is a fear of people being unable to control their woman's body and how that body is going to be perceived and reacted to all of that shit. Like there, this is, this is a way to like enforce a, a, a power dynamic. And when it's, when it's not enforced socially, he enforced it with fucking acid. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. And he's a straight faced about it. Yeah. Well, covered face covered but still face, but <laughs> he didn't seem ashamed no he certainly didn't yeah daddy daddy what baby blood what blood baby's got what blood what does he have blood daddy blood blood I'm funny I'm funny All right, so this story I had some wild speculation on, so you have to indulge me. See, so this comes from the independent.co.uk. Judge orders doctors to give Jehovah's Witness girl blood transfusion against her parents' wishes. So uh, anybody that's not familiar, I don't know how you wouldn't be, the Jehovah's Witnesses are not allowed to have birthdays or blood. Like, they can't have either one. <laughs> you can't celebrate your birthday or get life-saving transfusions or organs donated, or I don't think they can get any kind of human... Uh, organic products, right? So I don't. I, I'm 99 sure that that's all. What if the disallowed. human? What if the human was free range, though? Oh, that's a good point. The problem is all these fucking GMO humans out there, and it's fucking full of pesticides. It's like a whole. Thing. I have seen. I have seen some humans look like pugs. <laughs> I will say that. Um, and so you know, she has she has a serious illness, and she needed a blood transfusion. Um, this is a 17 year old girl, by the way. Yeah. She needed a blood transfusion. Without the blood transfusion. She's toast. She's she's going to die. And the judge was like, yeah, I don't really give a shit what your fucking religion says. She gets the blood transfusion. Yeah. The part of the story that makes me speculate a little bit, Cecil, is this line here. It says, the girl's parents said their religious beliefs would not allow them to consent to a transfusion, but did not object to the judge making the order. And I thought to myself, and I don't know this is true, so I'm speculating a little bit, but I thought like, it seems entirely feasible that, that the religious ordination would or, or requirements would be so strict and the social ramifications so severe that they can't break that, right? But by taking it to a judge, the judge breaks it for them and thus absolves them of sort of the moral yeah. quandary. Sure, sure. Oh, you know what, guys? Hey, welcome to church Sunday. How you doing, Bob? All right, Sally, here we go. Yeah, it wasn't me, you know. <laughs> the government's in our business again. Anyway, my daughter's still alive. Yeah. We need these things. To give people an out, like assuming that people are going to be religious and they're going to have these proscriptions that are fucking goofy and dangerous. And I would say evil. It's evil to not give your kid a blood transfusion. There's no, I don't feel like I need to equivocate on that. Like if you have these evil proscriptions, you need a secular authority that can overrule them because that gives the parents an out, a moral out that they can, that they can actually go pursue on their side and then they don't, you know, get... Because if you're a Jehovah's Witness, like, you get kicked out of your whole social circle. That's like sure, their whole thing. Sure. 
What I don't get about this is like, this isn't a crazy, some sort of weird medical procedure or some sort of mystical procedure. This right. is, they're not rubbing a fucking egg on somebody and cracking it open and seeing the blood in there. <laughs> this is a this is a a, a, a tried tested procedure. This is yeah. not a this is not something that's like you know I mean like when they they I would imagine I don't know what the statistics would be if you had a hundred people you know like I would imagine what like this would save 90 of them or something like that 95 of them if they were to get this procedure done or something like it seems like a, it seems like they pretty much know this is going to help this person the alternative is is that she dies horribly she right. has a stroke and she dies horribly that's the alternative I don't I don't know how you get to the point where you don't just throw off the religion where you don't just say look you guys all want my daughter to die all of you in this room would rather my daughter die than live. Yeah. You'd be happier if my daughter died. You know, yeah, you'd be sad and there'd be some rending of garments and gnashing of teeth for a day or two while you stood at her casket, but you'd all be happier for me and her if she was killed, if she died. And basically by my hand, because I'm the I'm the right. adult. I'm You're the neglect. one who makes the decision. So you're more happy. I don't know how you surround yourself with people like that. I don't know how you don't stop and say, oh, you all want her to die. Oh, this isn't my group. I I wanted the chess club. I'm real sorry. <laughs> I made a wrong turn. I'm real fucking sorry. I don't know how that doesn't wake you up. I don't know how it doesn't snap you. I, I realized, you're right. It, like, what, I read the same thing and I thought, yeah, this must be some way for them, because it sounds like they were very relieved. Yeah. The way they read it, right. they, it sounds like they cry relief after they hear it, they right. they wanted it to happen, but they couldn't give the go ahead to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck, just here, you know, the power's in you. It was in you the whole, the whole long. time. Yeah, because like, if the if the religion is is such that like, oh, if I if I get a blood transfusion, this kid's gonna go to hell. I don't know if that's the thing. Like, there's some horrible spiritual consequence. They wouldn't be relieved if they really believed that. I guess they yeah. wouldn't be relieved. So if they are relieved, then that means at least part of them doesn't believe that That's transfusion true. leads true, right? to hell. That's true, right? right? Yeah. So there's a part of them, to your point, there's yeah. a part of them that doesn't, isn't 100% sure. Yeah. And the idea that you would be gambling your surety on a, a an event or a metaphysical supposition, and that's on the one side, and you're gambling that against the life of your of somebody you love, somebody you love that deeply as, as you know, your spouse or your child or whatever. Like, I can't imagine believing anything that deeply that I would be willing to gamble someone I loved against it. Yeah. The odds are, like, I wouldn't put those chips on the table. Like, no matter how confident I was in my rigged dice, you know what I mean? It's, but I, I've never been that religious. And I've, I, I've never felt I think it has, something. it has to do with that, that eternity piece. Yeah, where they they somehow bank all everything on this eternity piece and nothing on the current, and you're like the current is what you got. We start a program in Israel for kindergartens. Okay. We train them from the age 16 down to the age three. We want three-year-olds who are real experts at what they're doing, not three-year-olds who are reckless. Yeah. And we don't teach two-year-olds because. They call it the terrible tools for yes, a reason. There's a reason, yes. Man, this story's all the fuck over the place. This is from the New York Times. 
Alabama, shocking, Alabama woman who was shot while pregnant is charged in fetus's death. All right, so it, quick rundown. There, there was a woman who got in a fight with another woman. Um, the woman who was pregnant, five months pregnant, evidently started the fight. So that's, that's what the article says. She started a fight with somebody else. The woman she started a fight with feared for her life, pulled out a gun, shot the other, shot the pregnant woman. The pregnant woman miscarried as a result. Police are... Misconcealed carry? Is that... <laughs> you know, that's a weird, weird beauty pageant. That is... Mis <laughs> I will... <laughs> Misconcealed carry? <laughs> I was going to just say that, you know, if you have a, like the misconcealed carry permit is is a really interesting thing because you have to like put the test up there for the baby to take. Oh. <laughs> and then it's got to come back down. So, so the police charged the pregnant woman who was shot... Um, as second-degree murder, um, manslaughter or murder, I can't remember I think which. it's manslaughter. One or the yeah. other. Um, saying that, you know, she's pregnant, she had a responsibility to safeguard the life of the fetus. And by starting this fight, she did not safeguard the life of the fetus. And this is so troublesome, right? Because Absolutely. this is the first step toward criminalizing miscarriage. And we, we know that that's Alabama's game, right? We know it because they've said so out they loud. They want to do it. Right? Yeah. So there's no, yeah, there's no really, way to like, yeah. yeah. So it's it's part of that broader question about, you know, when is a, 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 uh, a fetus a child or a person? Like when does life begin? When does, when does a, a child, a, a fetus have the same rights yeah. as a born walking around person? Yeah. And so Alabama's basically doubling down already and saying, look, you killed a person. Yeah. The fetus is a person. You can't have manslaughter without personhood. Yeah. So they have drawn that line in the sand. This is the first attempt to criminalize, to some degree, to criminalize pregnancy. Yeah. Or to make the possibility of an accident during pregnancy become a criminal act. Yeah. You know, it's uh when they were talking about gays getting married and they're saying like the gays get married eventually you're gonna have a guy marry his lobster he's gonna marry his computer he's <laughs> gonna marry all this stuff except for in this case this is the slippery slope that's actually happening right in the in the in the marrying you know the the gay marriage thing none of that shit ever happened because it doesn't make any sense right but in this case, this is a slippery slope that actually is starting to happen, right? This yeah. is the one that, you know, like, like when people wave their hand and be like, oh, that's slippery slope thinking. That's a, no, this is, this is a step in a, in the direction that we were hoping it wouldn't go. And this is a step that you can't take back, right? Are you going to now investigate every single miscarriage as it was a homicide or an accidental death? Are you going to like have people that go out and say, you know, like, like, you have to be accountable for your for your pregnancy now from the start till the end. So you can't just go into the doctor and be like, yeah, I miscarried. Or so, like nine months after you got pregnant because you're whatever, however long, because the, the, the doctor somehow knows, they knock on your door and be like, where's the baby? Right. You were supposed to have a baby. Where's the baby? Oh, here's the investigation of, of the miscarriages. They're going to come in. This miscarriage of justice is going to work its way right <laughs> in here. Miscarriage of justice. Come right in. So that's what's going to happen, right? Is that is that where we're going to go? Because in this case, that's exactly where we're at. Right. It's not like it's not like that's a fucking some made up weird fucking handmaid's tale bullshit. <laughs> that's Alabama, man. 
That's all you right said this now. wasn't a weird, yeah. oh, I, fucked up yeah. Handmaid's Tale exactly, bullshit. Exactly, right? I don't it's, know much of it's, a difference. It's crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, is that where we're going to have to go? Is there going to be a police squad that is dedicated to finding out what happens to pregnancies when a woman suddenly is no longer pregnant? Well, and think about all the— Yeah, I mean— I, I don't know and how you And then they have don't... to weigh your actions, right? Then right. they have to be like, yes. oh, yeah. well, you got into a car with a with somebody and you took the wheel and uh and you were speeding. And yeah. when you were speeding, yep. you wound up killing that, you know, the, you wound up getting into an accident and that caused the miscarriage. And so we're gonna give you a manslaughter. We're gonna give you some sort of felony because of that. And and like and a slippery slope has to be like a slippery slope is problematically untrue, right? If a or if B doesn't follow A, right, right, right. That's the problem yeah. with with the the gay argument. The the thing here is that what follows from this, if if a fetus is a person, and it has to be by this by this logic, by this by this standard, this legal right, standard they're right. setting up. So a fetus is a full person, and if an action, however unintentional, that results in the death of that person is pursuable as by law, then like, what would people do? If that were the case, well, you know, like they're going to start to behave differently because they're going to be afraid of what you said. They're going to be afraid of, um, you know, going through the normal routines and accepting the normal risks. And I'm not saying that getting in a fight is a normal risk. Yeah, no. But they're going to be afraid of going through the normal risks that are concomitant with having a real life and a regular life for which there are relatively low stakes, right? I, 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 I was speeding. Okay, I was speeding on my way here. But people speed all the time. A speeding, I got in a car accident. Well, okay, it's an, it's an insurance claim, maybe a ticket. Oh, but maybe for me, because I'm pregnant, it could be manslaughter. So I'm going to avoid driving. Sure. And I'm going to avoid doing these things that are concomitant with the daily activities and, and the risks associated with living a full and free life. This is control. What have we said so many times? This comes down to controlling women. This is 100% about controlling women. It has nothing to do with fetuses. Right. It has nothing I, to do with life. 100%. This is about 100%. controlling women, reducing their access yep. to the world, reducing their movement, yep. their freedom, controlling who they are and sure. how they exist in the world. This is atrocious. Yeah. Alabama next week is going to do what they, they said in like Saudi Arabia. Like women can't drive because they get the pregs from yes. driving around in a stick shift or whatever. Like, a, like they... Women can't drive anymore. I mean, seriously, like that's Scary. the next step. That's the next step. But what, what what's weird is we're not talking about the fact that there was somehow a gun and a pregnant woman in Alabama that are in the same <laughs> equation where they're just like, she got into a fight with fucking, I don't know, Yosemite Sam or something. <laughs> somehow they got into a fight about, and then someone got shot. Like, I, this is it, it, granted. I I understand that it's a fucked up situation. Yeah, I get right. that it's, it's a fucked, fucked up, up situation, but to to take it to this next level, like you say, really does just punish all women. Well, and like again, like if I I'm a guy, so I can't get pregnant. So if I get in a fight and somebody shoots me, and they're cleared because it's a good shoot because I threaten them, right? Then the the consequences on me might Nothing. be an assault There's, charge, yeah, right? Maybe on the other person, yeah. it might be the medical bills, but nonetheless. The consequences are my consequences. They yeah. are not consequences of I I did I failed to protect a third person. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it, it's yeah, you're right. It's it's it, for, for guys. It's it's you know, if I can do yeah. the same thing, yeah, and for me the consequence can't yeah. be the same as for you, a woman. Like, then we have an inherently unjust yeah. thing going. Yeah. It's I like, don't. It's like a coupon for guys. It's half off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
But Jennifer, don't worry about Jennifer Flowers. She got a new job. She got fired, you know. She was a receptionist at an unemployment agency. She got canned, but she got a new job today as a Donald Trump backup mistress. <laughs> That's right. If for any reason Marla Maples is unable to fulfill her duties, <laughs> Jennifer steps in. Sister comes from deadstate.org. Republicans are a threat to the sanctity of marriage. Case in point, Duncan Hunter. So Duncan Hunter is this... Republican from California. Yeah. And this is great. So we covered him before when he stole a bunch of money. But that was not the whole thing. No. Come to find out, he stole a bunch of money, not just for his own purposes. Yeah. And his wife's purposes. And his wife's purposes. Yeah. But also to take his like five mistresses out on dates and Jeez. shit. So he like... This guy's swimming in it. He stole five what. mistresses. Tell you what. Five! Jesus. Plus his wife, who he's also taken on like... When does he have get when is he at work? When <laughs> how do you have five mistresses? What are you, Mormon? How are you getting like how are you getting texts from all those different ladies and like communicating with all those different ladies on your phone around all the other different right. ladies? Like the, the other five have just gotta be like totally cool with it. You know, like the five yeah. mistresses just gotta yeah, be like, what? no, I know, I know what I'm in for. It's not like it's not like he's lying to each one, and be like, no, baby, you're the only one. <laughs> like there's no have- way that that could be. He's got like color coded burner yeah. phones, right? <laughs> like, what a, is happening? He's got a binder for each girl. <laughs> he's flipping through. He's like, what's your name again? So you oh, like. She um, likes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it I don't know. Clam chowder. I don't fucking remember what In you the like. butt? Is that what it's you just, like? Okay. Oh, that's what I like. <laughs> you know, it turns out this is probably more about me than about you. Because <laughs> I'm a guy with a wife and five oh, mistresses. Let's not Jesus pretend I'm real interested Christ. in you. You know, it's, it, it is. It is uh, not going to change any minds, though, on the Republican side, because no. at this point, the no. president fucked a porn star with fucking campaign money. <laughs> so what the fuck do we care? You know, why does even America care right. that he's spending all this campaign and slash other money? You know, basically all these funds. Why do we care that he's spending all this money right. on on mistresses, if we can't even for the highest <laughs> the highest office in the land, we can't be like, no. No, that that was it was okay because because what he wanted to do was fuck her and not tell anyone. <laughs> so that makes it okay. This is don't ask, don't tell, don't tell, don't tell, don't tell, don't tell. <laughs> this is duck, 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 <laughs> goose. <laughs> it's actually goose, 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 goose. goose. duck. Yeah. <laughs> what would solve the whole thing in the border if they would just start shooting? Only shoot a couple, and they would go home. You think deterrence would work? They, if they would shoot. Uh, Chris McDonald in this one, right? Wing watch. Chris McDonald gets ornery. Because oh, he's so the gross. worst. This is so God, gross. I hate this fucking Detained guy. immigrants are not entitled to soap or toothpaste. That's nice. Well, that's good because they're not getting any. Yeah, well. So, you know. I can't be sure that, that Chris McDonald gets any either, though. Ugh. So, here we go. This is demonic to me. Look, this is the spirit of Antichrist. Where people want to admit it or not, it's the spirit of lawlessness, bitch. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, all we need to do is take care of those people. I mean, that's all <laughs> that's we it. need to do, right? If we did that, we, there wouldn't be any spirit of lawlessness, whatever the fuck that means. Cecil, can we go back about five seconds or so to hear him call Butch? Because it sounds like he says bitch. He's like, it sounds, swear <laughs> to God. To admit it or not, it's the spirit of lawlessness, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spirit of lawlessness, bitch. Boom. Spirit of lawlessness, biatch. <laughs> It'd be great if he just starts throwing shade at this guy. And, and look, I, I may be a little hardcore about this, but, you know. I, 
<laughs> it kind of works with this bitch comment. It does. It really does. <laughs> I'm getting sort of sick and tired of the media, and I'm getting sick and tired of these left-wing politicians blaming President Trump for the horrendous conditions at these detention centers. I got. Well, who I else know. Fault yeah. would it be? I mean, I don't know. Like, did somebody else go down there and throw away all the soap and fucking razors and shit? All right, so we got to talk about this because I, I was listening to the Daily yeah. today, um, and they they were covering this and. Trump was interviewed on this specific topic. And like, if you want to talk about a complete and a total failure of fucking accountability and leadership, he's like, I inherited these detention centers from Obama. That's what he said. He's like, yeah. these, these yeah. were from Obama. And it's like, no, 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 no. Even if I granted the premise. Which I don't. Because there was no separation right. policy. But even if I granted that completely, yeah. that's something... Illegal. That something was awful before. You're now the boss. Yeah. Shit rolls uphill, motherfucker. Yeah. This guy makes more fucking excuses for the way things are and throws up his hands like a great big pandering pussy. Yeah. Instead of being like, what did Buttigieg say on the debates when sure. he was like, things aren't good? And he said, that's my problem. I couldn't get it done. Here's what I'm gonna do to fix it. Whoa, not my problem. It was fucked before I got here. Everything that's bad is not my fault. Not my, you're the boss. Yeah. Being the boss means it's all your fucking fault. That's what being the boss means. Yeah. It never doesn't mean that. Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, for example, it's one, like you say, reject the premise because they were hit. These are his. It was not illegal before. Like they were talking about it in the debates the other night. Strike this particular portion of it right. out and it stops becoming a criminal suit and starts becoming a civil suit, which is what it was before, right? right? Obama still was able to deport three million people, man. It's not like he wasn't able to deport a bunch of fucking yep. people during his fucking presidency, everybody. We can still have a deport party all day and all night. We did it under <laughs> Obama. Right. It's not that it wasn't fucking done. We did it like crazy. So all the people that are bloodthirsty to fucking catapult and trebuchet every fucking Mexican out of this country, don't worry, you will be sated. It's okay. But in this case, this is this is him saying it's not my fault. And his fucking campaign slogan should not be make America great again. It should be whataboutism. Because yeah. that's his entire fucking campaign. And not just that, it's whataboutism with Hillary who never ever had an office in the sense that she, she didn't win anything. It's whataboutism with Obama. It's whataboutism, whataboutism, whataboutism. That doesn't fix the problems now. Even if I grant you the fucking premise that it was somebody else's problem beforehand. That's like saying like somehow when you enter into office, you enter in through a fucking vacuum and there was no history before you. We start history the moment you come into office. Hmm. It's a fucking functioning country, or it tries to be. You should fucking be responsible for it. It's not like when you take over as a yes. business leader, you're just like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, before I came here, we had 108 years of business, but I don't ever I mean, have to pay attention to any of that shit. It's just what happened yeah. from that point on. No, of course not. There's a fucking rich history of that you have right. to fucking pay attention to. He inherits all the good. Yeah. And he takes yep. credit for it. Yep. And you inherit all the bad yep. and you have to take responsibility yep. for it. That's leadership. Yeah. That is just, that's just part and parcel of yep. fucking leadership. The thing is that he could fix it with a stroke of a pen and he could even fix this problem with the stroke of a pen without fixing the, the political yeah, problem he the created. Bullshit problem. He could yeah. sign an executive order called let's give him food and, and blankets and, soap and cots and, yeah. and soap and toothpaste. He could just do that. He could do it in one day and it would be done the next day. It's not like we don't have these things. Didn't they fund money for this anyway? Didn't yeah, they just, just not spending they just, it. 
I thought they just funded, they just had just went through the house. They just funded, they just opened the purse strings and it was it was like three or four billion dollars that they were like, no, let's send a bunch of money down there to help fix the conditions down there. Yeah, so they did just pass a $4.6 billion Senate bill to send emergency funding to the border, but it has to go to Trump sig- for signature. So he probably won't sign it, but, but and I, I guess it also caused some crazy infighting in the house too. But, but it, you know, like, look, we're trying to do something But like you said, it rolls uphill. Just, you know, here's the thing. It's not like if you polled a bunch of people, they would be like, I mean, yeah, sure, jackasses like this. But I would be curious to see how many people, once they see the conditions down there, they say, no, I I don't want to fund any of that. Well, they don't even let people see it. Yeah. They don't let them bring cam. They don't let them bring cameras into these detention centers. They they let a group of lawyers go in and interview kids. Then when the lawyers wanted to go back, they weren't allowed to actually interview. They were only allowed to look. They weren't allowed to actually interview any of the kids. They don't let them bring cameras. There's no real third-party oversight to any of this. That's like anytime there's no third-party oversight and people's lives hang in the balance, for fuck's sake, there's third-party oversight for our prisons. These kids are not prisoners. These, these, These kids are at daycare. They're essentially daycare until somebody picks them up. We're treating them worse than we treat our prisoners. If you go, if I fucking, if I walk outside and I fucking stab a baby and they throw me in jail, they're required to give me more than we are saying out loud. Like, like administrative lawyers yeah. went to the courts just this week and they pled a case to say that they didn't have to provide toothpaste and they didn't have to provide soap and they didn't have to provide blankets or a place to sleep. They they defended that so that it would continue. They want to do this because that's what Sessions wanted initially. He wants to separate people from the border to scare people away. They want to make conditions so horrible that people don't show up. They want this to go away. They want these people to not come here seeking asylum. That's what they want. And so they're going to scare them away. The the news media is going to shit this all over the place. It's going to get to them and they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to go there because I'm not going to, they're not even going to take care of me. They're not even going to like, like I'm running away from like a gang at this point. But it sounds like I'm going to go into a cage where they're not even going to, like, take care of me at all. Like, I'm going to have not even basic basic human rights. Well, and what it's, what it's also going to do is it's going to stop people from attempting to go through proper legal channels to ask for asylum because we've shut that down anyway. Yeah. So they're not going to try to so do it right. they're just going to try to hide. Yeah. So they're going to try to, like, yeah. they're desperate one way yeah. or the other. Yeah. The desperation is going to cause them to yeah. drown in the Rio Grande. Yeah, with that, with that guy who right? died, died with his daughter or son or whatever. Yeah. They, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause people to die. Yeah. yeah tired of the media and I'm getting sick and tired of these left-wing politicians blaming President Trump for the horrendous conditions at these detention centers. I got news for you, my friend. If they don't want bad bad conditions at a detention center, don't come across our border illegally. Look, Tell that to that's, a two-year-old. That's your fault for being hunted by these gangs. It's not my fault. Right. What the fuck? It's probably what you were wearing. <laughs> that's why the gang was going after you. That's not even an argument these guys would disagree yeah, with. right, right. And like, again, we're talking about kids right yeah. now. Like this whole conversation yep. right now it's framed centers around specifically yep. around minors yep. who don't make choices for their own lives. Yeah. You're going to tell that to a six-year-old? My kids do what the fuck I tell them. They live where I tell them to live. Like yep. they don't really do what I tell them, but you know what I mean? They live where I tell them to live. They don't have a say in that. They don't have a say in where they live, yeah. where they go, yeah. how they, like, they have a say in, like, I'm having ice cream for breakfast. Like, yeah. that's the fucking say that they get, yeah. right? Because they're spoiled fucking suburban kids. They have no say in the actual, like, big life decisions. So the fact that they're in this detention center, they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. They were not involved in that decision process. You tell me, like, a six-year-old kid 
has uh, has autonomy, has agency. They go where they're fucking picked up and brought. Could you imagine being one of these kids though? I mean, no. how shitty that would no. be. How shitty that would no. be. Like, I know, I know that there's people in this country that, you know, their parent might have been, you know, somehow out of work or homeless or, you know, maybe addicted to something and not and like neglected them or, you know, something. You know, yeah. something could have happened to them, right? And they could go into a horrible life, maybe even in foster care or something, you know, and then, you know, they could they could wind up sure. jumping family to family. There can be some issues with foster care. There can be abuse. There can be sexual abuse. There can be some bad things. A lot of happen. horror stories. A lot of horror stories. Yeah. But, you know, at least those kids seem to have a chance, right? You know, like, it's not like, it's not, and, and there's some systems in place to protect them. There's something there. There's some governmental body that's saying, even if it yeah, fails, even if it fails, which it does sometimes, right? And I don't know how often I can't make, I can't decide, right. I can't make those, I don't know those numbers, but even if it fails, there is something there in place to help. this. In this case, it's, there's literally nothing there. What there is, is horror for these people. And I, I, you know, I, I want to make sure that people understand the gravity of this situation. Look at the, you know, look at what's going on down there. Look at how you're neglecting these people. That's, it's important because guess what? We're neglecting these people. Yeah, that's not it's us. Not, it's not just that they're neglecting the people because they're us. They're part of the United States. We are neglecting these people. Yeah, this is now like, I think about this, I thought about this when I was listening. I was like, this is now a thing we did. Yeah, it's a thing we like, did. Like this is yeah. now, like there's, there are parts of your life, right? Like as a person where you fuck something up and you're like, fuck, that's now a thing I did. And you're like, I gotta fucking live with that. And you gotta figure that out, right? And and like historically as a nation, our identity, this is now a thing we did. This is the internment camps. This is the Japanese internment camps. It's as bad. This is now a thing we did. Yeah. Like yeah. this, this needs to not be a thing we did anymore. Yeah. You've right. got the greatest, you've got the greatest center in the world at your home. You don't, if you're complaining about not getting toothpaste and soap at a detention center, I got a remedy for that. Go home. How much privilege does it take uh, to say something like that? Right. All of it. How much privilege to be so ignorant of the situation down there to say to somebody who is fleeing some war-torn country or some gang-riddled country that we probably helped create to say, just turn your fucking dumb brown ass around and go home. Don't you have a home? Isn't it amazing where you live? Isn't that why you walked from Guatemala or yeah. Honduras? Yeah. You walked here. from Guatemala? Yeah. Here. I, I'm going to fucking Belize in a few months. It's a five-hour plane ride. Yeah. I can't imagine walking that. Yeah. Walking it. It's yeah. on the border of Guatemala and Belize. Like, I, like they're walking. Yeah. I, I can't imagine how bad things have to be to make that journey. And he's like, well, wasn't it so great at home? Was it so great? You get on an airplane, you walk five miles of what an airplane cover. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Go home and find your toothpaste and soap at your house. Maybe you'll find some there. They don't yeah, maybe they don't have a house, dude. Again, it's like, <sighs> it's, 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 this is the guy coming up to the homeless guy in the street and being like get a job. Yeah, right. This is this is the right. get a job, you fucking bum, get a fucking job. That's what this is. God. Without under, any understanding of the systemic problems that, that that are the undercurrent of this entire fucking thing that's happening, this guy is just like my solution. I got my solution right now. You just turn your little ass around and go home, motherfucker. You're a fucking dumbass hillbilly. Butch Right. I just don't feel like God has put it on America's tab to 
pander to the lawless. God. What I love is that like somehow we have a fucking mainline giant pipeline of God's fucking magic. That's like an enema that shoots up into America all the time. And we're just like, fuck you. That's our magic. Yeah, I know. I ain't sharing our fucking magic with you. Fucking dirty brown person. <laughs> fuck you. It's my That's fucking, fucking America magic. My America Look, magic enema. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have put the bald eagles here, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Like, duh. <laughs> I love these guys who purport to know what God wants for America when, like, God didn't mention the existence of the fucking North American continent. Like, your whole book, you forgot. Like, we, we didn't figure this out yeah. for 1,500 years that it was even here. Well, and then just, you know, like, like if you read your book, at least the New Testament, the part that you really like, right? Right. When Sessions wants to poo-poo immigration, he turns to the Old Testament, Right. Right. But when, yeah. but when God, when they want to return, when they, when you want to talk to anybody out there, that's, you know, quote unquote religious right now, they're going to point you to the Jesus who's saying, yeah, treat the stranger like yourself, treat, you know, be, treat the immigrant like yourself. Right? right. Instead. No, no, no. We don't want to look at, let's not look at that page. Let's turn over that page as quickly as we can. Let's not pay attention to that. It's in your book, man. And there's like lots of examples that you can use. And there's yeah. pixies choosies that would be like, Maybe you don't just ignore people who are hurting. Yeah, right. Like uh, there's a Samaritan that yeah, was a, pretty good was at that. was a good one. He was, he was a pretty jolly o- Samaritan. Pre- pretty okay Samaritan. God <laughs> doesn't pander to the lawless. Right. God commands all men what? He's just saying in the book of Acts. God has commanded every man now to repent. And when we repent and we come to God, he has his arms wide open in mercy. All those people didn't repent hard enough, Tom. That's the key. These are super fucking religious people too, by the way. That's the key. Like typically, like not all of them, I'm sure. If you not want, all of them, I'm sure, but if you wanted soap, you'd repent. That's uh, your it's your fault. I actually went to the store the other day. I didn't, I didn't mention this earlier. I went to, get repent to CVS. No, I tried to pay with repentance. Did you? Tickets? Oh. Yeah. Um, they insisted on money because that's bullshit. <laughs> What I did is I was like, but I'm sorry for the bad things Real I sorry. did. sorry, yeah. And then I started telling them about the bad uh-huh. shit I used yeah, to. Yeah. And, uh, did it and work? I was like, no, they wanted money. What the fuck? And then Fucking they called security CBS. when they heard a lot of the stories I was telling. But the cool thing is, is that after you were done and you paid right. and you started getting your receipt, it was an entire Bible worth of receipt because you just kept <laughs> pulling it and pulling it and pulling it. It actually stretched CBS. from here to Guatemala. Yeah. The CVS receipt is still printing as we speak. <laughs> Some say that CVS receipt is still printing. <laughs> but if you're rebellious and you're obstinate, and you're prideful, and you refuse to come. I love that these people are prideful. Prideful. <laughs> prideful. They're so prideful, we won't share our magic with them. <laughs> I, li- <laughs> I like. So I can't think of anything that. less prideful than showing up oh, with, like with your fucking hat in hand and your children in tow. Oh, I know. And being like, God, I've it's... given up all of my everything, Ugh. and I need your help. Ugh. Oh, oh so, what's up, Captain Hubris? So prideful. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your country club. <laughs> oh, would you leave all your soap in your fucking mansion? <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy who's never had a hard day yep. in his life. I was about to say, man, yeah, yeah. I bet if the chips were fucking down, yep. you think he wouldn't come crawling like a little bitch? I'll tell you what, the moment, you know, climate change gets so bad that, you know, large swaths in the United States are now fucking arid. Right. I'll tell you what, some of the places in this country, you know, there might be people migrating from one place to another. And I'll bet you... You know, even in that, just statewide, yeah. you might see some, I don't want you people here. Yeah. 
You know, you, you might see that once we become fucking Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> once there, once there's like five foot hailstorms or whatever the fuck. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, the five foot hailstorm that in was Mexico? just in Mexico. Jesus Christ. The, the good pictures. thing is, is, is that if it hails a little more, they'll just be able to walk right over that wall. Go <laughs> right over it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. said in an interview yesterday that he is not worried about going to jail as a result of special counsel Mueller's investigation. Yeah, jail's nothing to worry about. On your first day there, just walk up to the biggest guy in the yard and say, hey, Dad. All right, this story's from Huffington Post. Donald Trump Jr. gets slammed over birtherism bot attack on Kamala Harris. So this is kind of amazing in a couple of different ways. So Donald Trump Jr., and then it was retweeted by a fucking bunch of fucking garbage bots on the horror show that is Twitter. Sure, sure. Um, but Donald Trump Jr., um, retweeted this. Kamala Harris is not an American black. She's half Indian and half Jamaican. I'm so sick of people robbing American blacks like myself of our history. It's disgusting. Assuming it's to say disgusting. And Donald Trump Jr. retweeted that. Is this true? Wow. So this is this casting doubt on what a real black experience yeah, right, is. Right, right. That it, it, you're not black enough. You're not yeah. the right black. Sure. Says... This right. fucking guy, right. whoever this fucking made up bullshit Ali Alexander account may be, I don't know. It, 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 this is the worst, meanest, shittiest kind of racism. It's like, guess what? You get to grow up looking black and being perceived as black and having all of the stereotypes and, and the, the, the racially charged life of living a culturally black experience. But when you want power, yeah. when you want authority, you are not going to be the right kind of black. Sure. So we'll make a third category called wrong black. Not almost, uh, almost black enough. Right. Yeah. And we'll stick you in the not right kind of black. Black enough for me to still hate you, but not black enough to live an authentically black experience that would give you credibility among a voting block that hates me yeah. because I'm a racist fuckwit. What's crazy about this is that Trump, you know, Trump's, the Donald Trump Jr. is tweeting this out. And, you know, this is, this is, this is being retweeted by a bunch of people who are not black, right? Right. But somehow they want to regulate whether or not you're black. Right. Right. But then if you look around Trump's cabinet, where's the black folk? <laughs> look around Trump's country club. Where's the black? Look around Trump's apartment building. <laughs> right. Where's the black folk? Uh-huh. Not there. Well, they're working the door. Yeah. You know, they're, they're working the housing and urban development yeah. secretary. Well, there's one. You get off. You know, right. I mean, I know there's probably more I than know, that, but I it's know. certainly not as diverse as other times in history. Right. And, you know, they're, they're the arbiter of if you're black enough and Kamala Harris isn't black enough. Yeah, I'm. it's, it's like... But what I love about this is that everybody on the on the left, all the Democratic guy, all the people who were there at the debates, yeah. all the other contenders, they called this shit out for exactly oh, what it I was. Oh, I know. There's every, every single tweet, and you don't have to read them all, but you could just read like one of them. Like, let's say read, read uh, here, here's, I like Cory Booker's. Yeah, so Cory Booker, Kamala Harris doesn't have shit to prove. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'd like to read Bernie Sanders as well. Oh, Donald Trump Jr. is a racist too. Shocker. Yeah. I love that he calls these people out yeah. and calls them by Warren name. says the attacks on Kamala Harris are racist and ugly. We have an obligation to speak out and say so. It's within the power and obligation of tech companies to stop these vile lies dead in their tracks. And this is, this is one of those things. It's like a, you know, this is how 
they're going to try to, they're, they're thinking they're going to try to divide the left right. by saying she's not black enough. So right? unite That's, the left, man. I, I, I hope it does. I genuinely hope it does. I got to say, I'm, I'm a little worried about this. I was at least a little worried about this um, uh, primary season, a okay. little bit. And I was a little worried mainly because um, there is a tendency for, because our side is, our side, the the left mm-hmm. is, I think, very, pays a lot of attention to morals, pays a lot of attention to, you know, how you act. And there's very little of our, uh, when we look at a candidate, there's very little of the idea of one, forgiveness, or two, changing your mind, right? We don't like right. either of those things. One of the things that happened the other night when Bernie Sanders was being asked questions was they asked him about a gun question, right? And Bernie Sanders said something like, that's not my, that you're misrepresenting my ideas on guns. And then Rachel Maddow shot back. Well, that's a direct quote from you. But it's a direct quote from a really long time ago, right? It's yeah. when, it's before he changed his mind on guns. He was right when he said, it doesn't represent what I believe, but it did at one time probably represent what he believes, right? Yeah. And so there's this little bit of stuff that we never, there's like, one, we never seem to forget anything, right? We never seem to like just, you know, oh, that person has changed their mind. That person has, you know, moved on from this sort of thing. grown. Yeah, the person's grown. We One, I don't think we let politicians do that very no, often, which is terrible, which is, I think is terrible. We automatically consider it flip-flopping when somebody changes their mind on something, even though they're they're faced with reason. I don't know why we do that. Um, but, uh, but there's a, you know, there is, there is something to be said about like, like for example, do you remember that guy who was kissing Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you remember that picture? Yeah, I do. He's a, a, used to be a Ku Klux Klan guy. Right. And then eventually, you know, changed his ways and stopped doing that. And, and worked very yeah. hard on anti- right. anti yeah, right. yeah anti-racism yeah. stuff. And so what happens is, is the right immediately says, oh, look, she's, she's kissing a racist. She's kissing a racist. She's kissing a racist. And some people on the left even, you know, followed that too. If we just always look at the past and never look at someone who's tried to do something right after they've done something wrong, we don't ever get to the point where anybody's ever worth running because there's always going to be something in their past that makes them, you know, right now what they're talking about with Kamala Harris, they're saying she was a prosecutor. And then there's this big long list of shit that, you know, like this is all the bad shit she did. Here's all the bad shit she did. Well, one of the things I'd like to see, especially if it's egregious shit, because I didn't get a chance to go through it all mm-hmm. yet. You know, I'm going to do a very deep dive into all these politicians once they start winnowing down. I don't want to fucking yeah, right. do 20 of this. I want to do Oh, you don't want to read up on the ones that Marian don't Marianne Williamson, I don't right. definitely don't yeah. want to read up on her. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that has popped up in her background. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay attention to that. When it comes time to... The, to, to uh, to if she makes it on past some of these early preliminary rounds, I'm going to pay attention to that. I will look at it. Yeah. Um, but if she's come around on it or has changed her mind on it or has, re- like, you know, I'm going to say these words, but you understand I know what, what you mean. mean. Repent for right. it. Then I think we need to look at these candidates and say, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, when when people like attack Elizabeth Warren about the things that she did, right? When they say, "Oh, well, she uh, she wrote she was Native American. She benefited from that that uh, Native American thing." 
uh, it's debatable whether she benefited from it or whether the people who were hiring her were benefiting from it, right? If they right. were trying to fill some racially diverse thing. But then also after it's all over, she, I, from what I hear, she worked with some of these Native American tribes to see how she could make it better, right? Make right. it right. I don't know that I need to, I mean, yeah, is the, is the right going to bring that up? Cause that's all they have is the Pocahontas thing. Yeah, maybe. But do I have to keep bringing it up and being like, oh no, she's fucking awful. You know what I mean? Like if she went and made strides to, to change it, can't we just all agree? Okay. She made strides to change it. We can't have a purity test. Nobody's allowed to pass. Right. If you have a purity test that in, and you don't grade on a curve. Yeah. Then everybody fails and we fail. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, we set ourselves up for this 100% all or nothing black or white bullshit. But I'll tell you what, we don't judge ourselves that way. No, never. No, I don't judge myself that way. Yeah. I look at parts of my life and I'm like, given the context, I did the best I could, made a mistake, would make a better decision yeah. next time. I do the same thing. Here's how I'm going to try to be a better man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I lost my temper. I behaved yeah. badly. Whatever the circumstances, Me too. I give myself some leeway to grow, yeah. right? It's not the same thing as giving myself an out for having made a mistake, right? That's not saying like, I wasn't a mistake. I didn't make a mistake. I didn't fuck up. It's not the same. It's saying I fucked up. I grew from it. I'm willing to be a better man. Sure. I don't understand how we do that for ourselves and we're unwilling to do that for other people or unwilling to do that for our candidates. If, if, our, if the people that we want to lead us are held against a standard which is not human, which doesn't take into account the growth that is necessarily a part of the human condition, we fail every time. Sure, we sure, never elect anybody sure, worth a shit. Sure. I, I, and don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't think that there are some politicians that are racists, right? right? Like when I think about some of these politicians and I go like, for example, Steve King, right? Steve King is a racist. He's a Steve current King racist. is an absolute racist. Yeah. He's the kind of guy who will come out and say, what's the matter with white nationalism? Yeah. You know, you, I mean, I don't know right. how you get to be a bigger racist <laughs> than, than some guy in the end of Inglorious Bastards carving a swastika on your forehead, right? I don't know how that happens. But here's the thing. Let's say 20 years down the road, Steve King has made a million pieces of reparation to try to change who he is has become a Democrat and has become a powerful type of Democrat who is against the things that he was thinking now, I need to reconsider him. Yeah. I think I need to reconsider him. I don't need to say, no, you're bad forever, period. Right. Right. Yeah. He's done some horrible shit. Yeah. I would never want that guy in office, period. But if he changes his ways, I think we need to open our eyes a little and say, you know what? That person has changed who they are. We need to accept that person. Now, don't get me wrong. If they're still an asshole and they only did one nice thing, <laughs> I get it, right? Right. But if they change fundamentally who they are and they move forward, we need to accept that and not say, oh, well, you know, you, you've, you've done one bad thing before and you're never going to be part of this group. Guns don't kill people. So story is from the independent.co.uk. Fox host Tucker Carlson defends North Korean regime. Leading a country means killing people. Mm. So uh, Tucker Carlson was seen with Trump. Trump took Tucker Carlson. He did not take John Bolton as national security advisor. He took Tucker Carlson, the news host, with him on his surprise recent visit where he crossed the DMZ into North Korea. He brought Tucker Carlson with him. He brought the fourth estate. 
He brought the fucking media. His, his fucking media. media. His media. His media. His fucking pocket pal yeah. media, right? Yeah. So what he says is there's no defending the North Korean regime. It's the last really Stalinist regime in the world. It's a disgusting place, obviously. So there's no defending it. Then he defends it. On the other hand, you know, you got to be honest about what it means to lead a country. It means killing people, not on the scale the North Koreans do, but a lot of countries commit atrocities, including a number that we're closely allied with. I will, I will say this, Cecil. Leading a country certainly means that sometimes you make decisions which result in the deaths, deaths of the people, people yeah. that, that you lead. Sure. You have a military that you send into harm's way. There's a, there's a thousand examples of it. What it does not mean is having a concentration camp system where you destroy somebody three generations uh, into their lifeline, into their family line, sure. in order to wipe them off the face of the world. It does not mean having extrajudicial killings by firing squad and by uh, dogs and by anti-aircraft weapons. The aircraft one is the one. Right? That's how I want to go. Anti-aircraft anti weapon? Anti-aircraft weapon. That's how I want to go. It's like just bloop, and then it like- just, You're not. You just exploded. Yeah. Within, you're just were, then you're not. Yeah, and then it's over just, yeah, for right. all of it. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't mean those things- for the crime of not genuflecting properly in front of somebody's statue of their grandpa. Right, right. Like, that's a real thing, yeah. right? Like, if you don't genuflect properly in front of this guy's statue of his grandfather, that's a crime that you can go to a, a, a concentration, camp, a, camp, a labor yeah, camp for, yeah. where you starve to death. And if you go to those camps, they have a three-generation policy. Like, this is not the same thing as, like, sending in the National Guard to do a thing. And yeah. then, you know, one of the boys got killed, but they volunteered to be in the National Guard. So, eh, you know, like, what the fuck? I, you know, what I think is interesting is that Trump has, since he's taken office, said some very kind things about dictators oh, yeah. and people that are authoritarian rulers. He has, he has constantly made it clear to everyone that authoritarian rulers and dictators have a power that he would like to have. Yes. Right? He's sympathetic it's, to it. He, exactly. It's a power he would like to have. And I think there are plenty of people that follow Trump so closely and want him to have so much power that they would welcome a oh. Trump that has that much power. Oh my God. We have, you know, you have a, you have a situation now where you know, Lindsey Graham, as a joke, tweeted out Trump's third term. Did you see this recently? No. He was like, after he saw Marianne Williamson, he's like, maybe we should have Trump's third term after Marianne Williamson was on TV. Although, to be perfectly frank, I'm not sure I disagree with Lindsey Graham if Marianne Williamson was the only candidate. I would... <laughs> I would take Marianne Williamson's crazy flying broom over Trump. I would take like, my own life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if either one of those things, I would not want either one of those things. No, I would move. I would not. I would move. I would not want fucking eat, pray, love as the fucking, <laughs> as the fucking president of the United States. Right. But, but, you know, I think that they do like, they like him because he acts like that. Yeah. And I think he wins over a lot of dupes because of it. I think a lot of dupes in this in the United States don't see it as a threat to power. They see it as we're in power, but you're not in power. No. He's in power. Yeah, God. Yeah, I, this is just appalling. It's appalling to have an apologist. Well, like, like, am I crazy? Or when Obama was in charge, 
Weren't there charges that were being leveled against him left and right that he was cozying up to these Muslim extremists? Yeah, right. That he was yeah, cozying up. Absolutely. Now you got a guy who's who who is, and that we're not making that. That was all bullshit. And like, and like it was never demonstrated by a story written by a person who was ever vetted, right? It was all bullshit. But now you've got now you got a guy who's obviously cozying up to Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Like we're watching it happen. Yeah. It's not a made-up thing. Yeah. And then the, the the media, the fourth estate that's supposed to protect us by providing transparency is riding along on his secret fucking missions with him yeah. to then defend that cozying up to a fucking third world dictator. You, you got a guy who sat across from Putin and made a joke. Hey, don't interfere in our elections anymore. Yeah. Tra la ha ha. Yeah. And then they both fucking laughed about it. Yeah. Right. The, the same guy who sits with the Saudis. And like agrees to have our weapons, manu our sensitive high-tech weapons manufactured in Saudi Arabia, where they will have access to that technology. Like we couldn't cozy up to the more worst people. To the people. worst people. To the These worst people. These are historic enemies. Yeah. They are current enemies. Yeah. The only enemy of the United States that like it, like right now, like all we did was like make Iran from a tentatively not enemy relationship. To an enemy. That's yeah. the only one the I can only, think yeah, of. The, yeah, Erdogan. What's fucking happening? Erdogan was one oh, for yeah. a while. Like he came whoa, over. Whoa, yeah, whoa, they came whoa. over and he fucking beat the shit out of a bunch of people here yeah. in the United States. They're like President Trump's like, I'd have fucking punched him too if I could. I like to beat people up. That was you know, crazy. Like, I mean, you know, like it's crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And it's not just that. It's all a bunch of different, like you say, a bunch of different dictators, and that he loves them. He loves them, and. The shit he's pulling with Putin when he's saying, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, don't uh, interfere in my elections. Don't, ha, ha, ha. Wouldn't it be great if there were no reporters? Ha, ha, ha. Right to Putin. And you're just like, you're two guys that can make that happen. I, well, I mean, like Trump said on the campaign trail, hey, if Russia, if you're listening. I know, he said it out loud. I know. If you do this, and then it happened, and we're just like, somehow like living in fucking a weird, wacko, bizarre world. I seriously sometimes feel like I'm going to wake up yeah. at any moment and yeah. I don't know what it's going to be when yeah. I wake up. I'm okay to be in the pod. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I wake up and I'm in the fucking pod yeah. and, covered in and jello. And Neo's like, like take, the, take the blue pill. I'll be like, I'll be like, get that fucking pill I'll out. I'll be like, yeah, let's do this. I'll be a fucking Energizer bunny or whatever. Yeah, I'll fly fine. your little weird ship around. And fine. Plug me in. Just, I don't need this. I'll Plug me in. It's more than I plug. Get plugged in normally. Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't, uh, we had to record a little early because of the holiday this week. We hope everybody had a great July 4th and watched Trump's fucking parade or whatever where he had all the oh, military or whatever. I forgot. He said, a bunch of planes and shit. Fucking flyovers and some Welcome guy. To the Jingoism Festival. <laughs> some guy saying, proud to be an American, I'm sure. And there is fucking like a bunch of military fucking goose stepping by and God. waving at him. So that's America, everybody. Yeah. Happy America Day. Uh, never felt and we're less back like on next week, but we recorded a little early. So uh, so enjoy America Day and, uh, and we will catch you next time. But before we go, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. 
couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose Your Signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.